Hey, it's VegCast 103, everybody. VegCast. Hope you're ready to get happy with the happy herbivore. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. That's right, I said herbivore. That's how... Lindsay Nixon, the happy herbivore, pronounces it, and you'll hear in the interview where I tried to pronounce it herbivore and got smacked down. Well, I didn't get smacked down by Lindsay, I got smacked down by the reality of hearing her say the phrase, and we're going to be talking with Lindsay about her new cookbook, Everyday Happy Herbivore. Uh, We are also going to have a science fact coming up about Red meat and processed meat. If you thought that they were uh, potentially bad for you in some ways, uh, there is a way that you can make them even worse for you by cooking them well done. And as you'll recall, uh, we're always being warned that uh, meat shouldn't be a problem considering that it's likely to have fecal matter in it just so long as you cook it thoroughly. And apparently if you do cook it thoroughly, you may be in for some different kinds of troubles. We'll be hearing about all that on the Science Fact, and we will also have a tune this time out from Kyle Vincent, VegCast fave. That's all going to be coming up on VegCast 103, so I would invite you to sit back and relax and crank up your MP3 player as we deliver to you this 103rd episode of Okay, without any further ado, let's get to our interview with Lindsay Nixon. We've been trying to get this to happen since back when her first cookbook came out. And finally, uh, we have our interview now with the happy herbivore. Okay, now on VegCast, we are happy to be joined by the happy herbivore, Lindsay Nixon. Lindsay, welcome to VegCast. Hi. Hello, and you're joining us by phone. You're out there in uh, in a, or around Denver, is that right? Um, I'm actually three miles north in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Okay, well, that's a, di- that's a whole... Different area, I suppose. <laughs> I don't. I don't know my colleague. I, I know where Creed is, and that's about it when it comes to Colorado, which is an odd emphasis. But at any rate, you just moved out there. Can you fill everybody in if they've been trying to keep track of where Lindsay is at any given moment? Uh, you 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 seem to like uh, to you know stay on the road. Stay. Keep. Yeah. Uh, what's well, going on? Caribbean the island of St. Martin for the last year and then I spent a month backpacking through Europe doing research for my third book and then um, I was in New York and Los Angeles at conferences and then about 10 days ago I finally landed in Steamboat and I'm here for the winter to snowboard and write um, and then I'm moving on again so uh, I'm, I'm sort of the traveling herbivore I guess. Okay well let me just ask you uh you know, you you've done uh, these two cookbooks now. Are are we uh, going to see one that is specifically uh, oriented around traveling, or have you already kind of you you figure you've uh, covered that as you went along? Um, I don't know that it'll be like with, with my my next cookbook, my third one. Um, it's it's gonna have you know all foods from my travels in it, and I'll probably do like a little section on traveling and how to eat when you're traveling and you know, some really easy things you can make while you're traveling, but I don't know that it, like, just travel recipes could, you know, fill up a whole book. 
Right. So tell us about the new cookbook, uh, which is just about to be released. Nobody has it yet. The anticipation is building. Uh, <laughs> what can you let us know about it? Well, it's called Everyday Happy Herbivore, and it's going to be released on December 6th. So I've heard a rumor that if you pre-order on Amazon, Amazon's going to ship a week early, so that's next week. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a rumor because Amazon doesn't ever confirm anything. Okay. Um, but my new book, so... Like I said, I spent the last year in the Caribbean, and when I moved there, I realized quite quickly that if we were going to eat, I had to make it because there weren't vegan convenience foods. Like, you know, there was no gardein or day of cheese or tofurkey. There wasn't any vegetarian restaurants. Most of the restaurants were French, so they didn't understand why you wouldn't eat butter or cream. (laughs) I was cooking three meals a day for myself and my family, and I had to make a, like, learn a streamlined, make-it-work approach, you know, simple meals that use five, ten ingredients, come together in, you know, ten, twenty minutes, so I didn't feel overwhelmed by the constant cooking, because I was cooking three times a day. So my new focus is on that. It's all super quick and easy, healthy, you know, just throw it together when you get home kind of stuff. Great. Well, it sounds great, and uh, you're already, like, working on another one, and I should point out we have, uh, you've just basically come out as of this recording uh, with the uh, the Happy Herbivore calendar, which I, I said Happy Herbivore at the beginning, and uh, I noticed that you do like to pronounce to get that kind of alliteration going in there, so I apologize for Making a sense oh, either way it works. You know, yeah. um, I think not pronouncing the H is probably more um, correct, but whatever. Right. Well, <laughs> anyway, but you you have this calendar out. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, this year we decided to put out a calendar, and it's you know your regular wall calendar one day a month, and there's a, a new recipe for each month, and it has a really you know pretty picture, and the idea is that. Um, no matter what, at least once a month, you'll tr- you'll try a new recipe because, you know, there it is in your kitchen or in your office or whatever staring at you. Right. Um, and also, you know, my logo is a little elephant, which everyone calls Herbie, and right. he's so cute. And so he's all over the calendar, too. So. Ah, like a pinup uh, calendar uh, with recipes. Yeah, with yeah. Yeah, so um, right. it was it was actually suggested by my fans. They actually asked if it was something I would be interested in doing, and I never thought of it and thought it was a great idea. So Sounds yeah. great. And do, or do you have important dates in the Happy Herbivore canon, you know, selected for people as they go through the month, or just mark one of these days and make this recipe? You know, I should do that. I should do that. That's a good idea. Well, maybe there will be a 20... 20- 13 uh, version in the, in the pipeline. But um, yeah. let's, let's just uh, talk briefly about uh, this uh, blog post that you did where you have surprised many people by declaring yourself, quote, no longer vegan, right? So what in the hell is going on there? Well, I'm still, I still follow what would, you know, be described as a vegan diet. Like, I didn't go back to eating cheeseburgers or anything. I still eat a plant-based diet, no meat. No eggs, no milk, you know, no animal products. But um, I kept getting bullied really bad um, by what I call the vegan police. And I hate to say such a derogatory term, but, you know, like I tweeted that I ate cotton candy at a baseball game and, you know, all these tweets came back, oh, well, then you're not vegan because (laughs) sugar isn't vegan and you didn't source your sugar. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, is this happening? Yeah. And it just kept being things like that. And then I saw this um, 
on Facebook, someone had put on my, my Facebook wall, they, they're totally new to the vegan diet. They literally had just started transitioning, and she was confused about, like, whey or something. Like, she bought soy cheese slices, and they had, like, whey in them. Or casein, yeah. And so, these are all things we have to learn when we first adopt this lifestyle. And sure. the vegan police started attacking her on my Facebook page, and I ended up deleting it and reaching out to the woman, and the woman was so upset that she almost wasn't going to eat a vegan diet anymore because she's like, well, if I'm going to get picked on because I don't know things, I don't, I don't want to be part of this group. And so that just pushed me over the edge because I was like, like, people were saying really mean things to her, and another woman had said that she is veganish, following the Kathy Freston thing, and so she eats vegan all the time, except once a year she eats a burger, and the yeah. vegan police were like, well, I hope you choke to death on that burger, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this is not how we help people eat less animals. Right. So that was it. I was just like, between all the bullying that I've personally experienced and all the things I have been seeing, I was like, I don't want to subscribe to this anymore. Like, I'd rather just call myself a herbivore or a plant eater or something because this is just too much. Like, I'm never going to be like that. Right. Well, it's, but, it's, like, I mean, there's a certain, obviously, a certain contingent that is very proprietary about the the name vegan and the, the integrity of it or whatever. Um, but, you know, who's to say who gets to decide what, you know, what the word means as we're living it? Because obviously... You know, to go back into that trope, nobody can ever be 100% anyway. So it's it's everybody, it's up for grabs and it's worthy of debate where you're going to try to draw a line. But what I wanted to ask you is, you know, if you're being bullied by the, these people, in a lot of other ways, happy herbivore is, uh, you know, it takes no shit from nobody. And <laughs> it's almost like, it, you know, you're you're saying, all right, you guys, I'm... I'm you know, go ahead and declare a victory on this because you've bullied me out of this movement. And you're not actually out of the, the the movement in general. You're just, you're walking away from this nomenclature, which I think it may be worth actually fighting for. So I want to re-enlist you and tell you to yeah, come back no, and say I, you actually are vegan I, and screw everybody who tells you <laughs> that you can't be if you, you know, happen to eat cotton candy without knowing what was going on with it. Yeah, and I totally respect that, and that's one of the reasons why it took five years for me to finally be like, forget it, find you when I'm out. Um, right. A lot of people didn't say that to me, but I think with my hope was when I said what I said, and I don't. if you visit the post, there's over a 1,000 likes on Facebook. There's over 300 comments. Right. It was retweeted, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times, and my hope, and I, I, I really didn't expect it to be quite that popular, but my hope was by saying that it wasn't so much that I was letting them win, but I was trying to draw attention to what is clearly a very serious issue within that community right. and give comfort to others who had been bullied, and that's exactly what it accomplished. People started talking about it. A lot of people wrote me and said, you know, I never realized that my actions were being so negative and I won't do that anymore. I'll encourage people instead of tear them down. And so my hope is that it did create some sort of positive. But I totally understand where you're coming from, and I agree that it is kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, I was able to draw attention. On the other, I let the jerks win. Well, all right. I mean, that's, that's so funny. And it, it did, you know, it had its own effect already. But... That said, now that now that it's had that effect, it's like uh, somebody who uh, has been forced into exile who <laughs> gathers his his troops while he's you know in exile and finally comes back and and is uh, acclaimed as the true prince or whatever. That's <laughs> this is what I'm I'm suggesting. Just lay low for a while. Maybe on the first anniversary of that post, you come back with another one 
say, all right, bitches, or whatever language you choose to use, you may not. <laughs> well, that's the other it. fear is, like, um, I feel like you're waiting in the wings for me, and I feel like if I say that I'm, you know, oh, I'm a vegan again, I feel like they're going to sit there and wait for a minute that I eat cotton candy or, you know, just do something. And, then, you know, the funny thing is, in, in writing this post, I actually learned more about veganism than I ever thought I could, and um, the people who run vegan outreach ended up contacting me and asking if they could learn my story, and we got to chatting, and... Um, something I found was interesting is if you use a computer, you can't technically be a vegan because computers have some kind of part in them that's sure. vegan. And right. then another thing I learned is if you've ever washed your hands in a public bathroom, you're technically not vegan because those soaps contain animal products, which, again, I had no idea of this. Right, right. And also, and as much as that upsets me, I'm sorry, I'm going to wash my hands after I use the rest. But that's exactly what I'm saying because it really is so absurd that we need somebody uh, to, to fight for this, and I'm, you know, I'm, I, I would do it myself, but I'm, I'm just too busy, you know. So I want you to do it. We live in, um, we live in a non-vegan world, and it's very difficult. And I feel like if everyone just does the absolute best that they can in their circumstances, that could be applauded, and they shouldn't be judged because they wash their hands or I'm like, it's just, I don't know, I. I'm all about, like, welcoming and trying to not be judgmental and to encourage people to do better, because I used to be one of those evangelical people who was up everyone's push, and it didn't, it didn't work for me. And when I kind of backed off and just encouraged people, I saw change. Like, I've, in my own family and friends, well, I've converted, quote-unquote converted, 12 people just by simply encouraging them to try vegan food, try going vegan once a day, and now they are. Yeah. You know, I, and I have to wonder if these these militant people are having the same kind of conversion. Like, are you really helping people? Or are you scaring them off? Because I was right. scared off. Had I not been set in my ways, I, I think I would have gone out that day and, like, eaten animal products just to spite them, like that inner teenager. But I'm very, you know, <laughs> set in this lifestyle right. that, that didn't happen to me. Right. All right. Well, we'll we'll watch what happens uh, on that front. I didn't mean to take up so much time with that. It is an important issue, and I think it's also important to remember that when people are so dogmatic, sometimes it's not about you but them. All right. Well, on that note, I just want to wrap up. If if uh, you're in uh, Colorado now, you were already talking about like, do you, do you, do you have like a tour schedule that you can share with your fans, or how do you, how do we people keep track of what the next <laughs> big uh, phase of the Happy Herbivore uh, Crusade is? Um, well, the spring we're thinking about either, um, well, actually, so in February, I will be the, the celebrity chef at the McDougal Weekend. So if anyone's a McDougal follower or is planning to go to the McDougal Weekend, mm-hmm. I will be the one cooking, so I will be the celebrity chef there. Right. Um, and that's in February. I don't know the exact date, but it's on Dr. McDougal's website. So that's in February. Um, right. And then I think I'm going to stay in the California area after it for a little bit, maybe do a little tour or something. I will be at South by Southwest in um, Austin, Texas in March, and I will also be getting together with the E2 Engine 2 people there. I'm friends with Rick, and we're going to do some kind of E2 event, whether it's a potluck or something with me. So if you're in the Texas, Austin area, March, I'll be there. Um, I'm leaving Colorado in April to, uh, gosh, if it works out well, go to Alaska for the spring. Um, cool. Part of the summer, yeah, and then tentatively, I will be back in Europe. I'll be in Germany for the fall. Okay. Hope maybe uh, you find yourself swinging by Pennsylvania in the summer, and we might see you back at Summerfest. 
not going to ask yeah, you to I commit to it Yeah, I want to go now. back to um, Summerfest. I hope they invite me back this year. I, I really loved it. I had a great time last year. And I have family in Pennsylvania, so it would be nice to kind of be able to do both. Great. All right, well, good luck with everything that you're doing there. And, uh, you know, think about just coming back and storming the barricades of the word vegan at some point in the future, not necessarily tomorrow. I okay. like your idea of revisiting it a year later. I really, yeah. I'm going to write that down. I think that's really brilliant. Okay. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you very much uh, for taking time out today. I know it's uh, still, you're moving in there. And, uh, well, you're constantly moving in. So, you know, you brought it on yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, we're mobile. <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time out to uh, talk with us uh, on VegCast. Thank you for having me. Okay. I'll talk to you later. under the road brimming with life and free a wandering angel with a bright sunlit smile that hides all the sadness she feels now she's not the longest or even the prettiest not many curves or bends But she brings her beauty wherever she goes And her shores have launched many young men Whenever the world starts spinning too fast She slows it down for me Tender lovely nature goes Somewhere upstream Somebody carelessly Dirtied her waters each night But she carried on strong And gave it her all And put up a real good fight But the years poisoned Taking their toll And Alice could not survive
That is Kyle Vincent with Sweet Alice Brooke. I believe the first song that I ever heard him play at Vegetarian Summerfest. Kyle, uh, as you may recall, been on VegCast a few times. If you're wondering what is up with Kyle lately, we'll have a link in our show notes so you can find out. Uh, last we heard, I believe he was uh, fronting the Bay City Rollers. I don't know if that's still going on. I guess we should probably have a, a Kyle Vincent update and have him back on to uh, let us know what the latest is in Kyle Vincentiana. But in the meantime, we're going to turn our attention to the science Our science fact for VegCast 103 is from the UK's Daily Express, and the headline is, Like your burger well done, it could kill you. And the story goes as follows. Men who like their red meat, well done, face a higher risk of developing the more aggressive types of prostate cancer, say scientists. After studying the habits of a thousand men over a year, researchers established a link between the disease and how meat was cooked. It is the latest in a string of scientific studies to warn about the risk of eating red meat. That has been fried or char-grilled. The Daily Express recently revealed that the dark crust formed on the outside of a well-done steak could be twice as likely to cause intestinal tumors as had been thought. The latest study establishes a link between well-cooked meat and prostate cancer, too. The danger comes because red meat cooked to a crisp increases cancer-causing compounds. Frying or grilling are particularly risky because the intense heat turns the sugars and amino acids of muscle tissue into high levels of these carcinogens. John Whitty, who led the latest study at the University of California, San Francisco, writes in the online journal PLOS1, Quote, higher intake of any ground beef or processed meats were positively associated with aggressive prostate cancer, with ground beef showing the strongest association. This association primarily reflected the intake of grilled or barbecued meat with more well-done meat, conferring a higher risk of aggressive prostate cancer. And I'm not going to say too much about this. It is... As the story says, one of a string of studies uh, showing problems with eating red meat and processed meat, uh, there is, I suppose, a substring of those focusing on how meat is cooked. But uh, previous studies have found problems with red meat and processed meat, uh, no matter how it's cooked. So I would uh, say the takeaway from this, if any, is probably to avoid eating meat whatsoever, unless you're interested in those intestinal tumors and that aggressive form of prostate cancer. That's, of course, uh, a study that was done only on men. We'll see if there are studies coming out on women that uh, will correlate with that or not, and we'll watch for that 
And when we do see it, we will be sure to share it with you on the Science Fact. Okay, that is almost it for VegCast 103. I just want to take this opportunity to give a little plug once again to my column, V for Veg. Uh, For those of you who did not listen to VegCast 100, I am now doing a vegan column for the Philadelphia Daily News called V for Veg every other week. And uh, some of the content, some of the people, some of the issues that might otherwise have uh, gone into VegCast, which I now have on a once a month schedule, I'm covering there in the column. So you should definitely read that if you're interested in vegetarian and vegan issues, uh, especially food-related. And uh, we have a lot of uh, interesting stuff about the holiday season in the the column uh, that I just did and the one that's just coming out. Uh, maybe sometime soon we'll be able to get happy herbivore in there. But in the meantime, go check out V for Veg. It's at philly.com slash V, numeral 4, V-E-G. Or you can follow me on Twitter at V, numeral 4, V-E-G. Or uh, just, you know, use the Google and look it up and you'll find it. That'll be great. In the meantime, though, we are going to get out of here. All right, that is VegCast 103, and I would just like to thank... Lindsay Nixon for finding room in her peregrinations to sit down and talk with us uh, on this episode. Of course, I would also like to thank Kyle Vincent for giving us permission to play his music on VegCast. And as always, I would like to thank you, the VegCast listener. Uh, Be sure, if you are not already subscribing, that you do subscribe so you can get the next VegCast, which will be coming out next month. And until that time, get out there and live like you mean it. VegCast.